Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the insurance specialists at BrightThink Wealth Strategies. Find the disability insurance coverage that fits you best right now. Email Robert Smith at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. The show is also made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs and advanced practice nurses with certified financial planner Jeremy Stanley and CRNA Sharon Pierce. Jeremy Stanley has worked with CRNAs for more than 23 years, and Sharon Pierce is a former president of the AANA and the NCANA. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA and advanced practice nurse industries. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Well, hello, Sharon. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Mr. Jeremy Stanley? I'm doing good. Can't complain, you know, and when I do, nobody wants to hear it anyway. (laughs) I sure don't. (laughs) You know, I mean, well, you've told me that before. I love complaining to you, so, you know. (laughs) You just got back from, all right, A-C-D-E. Is that right? A-D-C. Is that what A-D-C, what we call it now? You usually (laughs) call it A-C-D-C. I I know, I know. I I can't get that one right. We didn't call it that. I did. It was a great meeting. Uh, A lot of people there, good numbers. Um, I heard it was up. Yeah. Meeting attendance was up by about a a good margin. Yeah, good margin. I mean, it was was great. Facilities was great. Austin was wonderful. And... uh, yeah, and then I had to turn right around and go back down there to Houston the, the same week. So just got back into the office today. And hey, we've got a great guest with us today. Yes, we do. We've been waiting on this. <laughs> well, this is a follow-up, you know. Um, it is. And we have with us Mr. Bill Bruce. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, Jeremy. And thank you, Sharon. It's uh, it's great to be here. And, you know, um, I'm really glad, Sharon, that that you did that with the acronym because um, I'm still in the alphabet soup of anesthesiology <laughs> coming from other areas of medicine. And I, I do the same thing all the time. I, I, it, for me, it's, I, for some reason I want to do ACDE and I, I think I know why it has to do with music and it's just, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it feels, feels comfortable, but, but anyway, you're right. Also, uh, record numbers, we had over 550 registrations for this. That was a 10% increase over uh, where we've ever been historically. So it was, it was a great meeting. I love being in Austin. It was great seeing you there, Jeremy. Absolutely. You too, Bill. And and for those of you who don't know, Bill is the CEO of the ANA. Uh, been in, what, eight months or so now? Just about eight months now, yep. Just about eight months. So we, we Gosh, had him on. That's hard to believe that it's been eight months. It goes by fast. Telling you, probably not for him. <laughs> it, it's been a week and a decade, all, all at the same time. All at the same time. Well, you know I like what I that. noticed about about Bill though is, um, you know, when Randy got in there, it was like during the first year I saw him progress. He had a little bit of gray on the side, and then it kind of went up, and then it, it fully did. encompassed the whole head. With Bill, I mean, he's still rocking it. You know, he's he's, he's still dark up there. You know, he's got a few mm-hmm. little grays, but you know, he's he's doing great here. 
Well, it's only been a, a, a year. You remember, my hair started turning winter ice whenever I was president. I look back at pictures now, and I had the sandy blonde hair, and now it's just white. <laughs> uh, well, lovely, Bill, we're, we're honored to have you in, and we want to be respectful of your time today, obviously. And um, so really today is just to catch up and see what's going on with A&A, see how your position is going and, and what's new. No, I, I think things are going really well. I'm, I'm having a good year. It, it's been a real pleasure getting to know the organization, getting to know our members, our, our current board. And I've been involved with uh, a, a bit more of the states now as some issues have come up or some opportunities for us to, to, to work together. Um, you both know that we have a fantastic staff here in uh, the DC and the Rosemont offices and getting to know them. It's, it's really just been remarkable. I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. We had a, um, obviously we had a, the, the building move co- come into play this year. And I think last time we talked, we were still in the build out phase. Yep. Uh, yeah. Cause we was at, at Congress and, uh, then the, the, the place is just, a, just a shell. So we moved in at the end of September, early October. Uh, got the new building basically done, and by basically done, I'll, 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 you know, it's just like any other construction project. It's never, it's never completely done. It's always just mostly done. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we 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 moved all the staff in. Uh, they're in a, a hybrid working environment now, so we see people a, you know, a couple of times a week in the office, mm-hmm. and uh, on a monthly basis, we'll bring everybody in for an all staff meeting and for additional training and 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 team building events, which which is working out for us in the space itself. We're doing some minor tweaks. Of course, the design was was a bit absent of color. And unfortunately, actually, members may have noticed this. We, we shared a video that um, Angie Mund and, and Drew Riddle put together for us on an opportunity when they were visiting the office a few weeks back. And, um, you know, so you could kind of see it as there's, there's a bit of a monochromatic tone to the office. And we've we've already made some corrections there. We've painted the all of the pillars in the office are now blue. So it adds a little bit of, of you know, visual interest that, that was not quite there yet. And little more things here and there that, that we'll be tweaking over um, over the next month or so. But for the most part, it's done. It's been it's been great. Yeah, now, they that. can see that video on YouTube, right? On the AANA YouTube channel. I saw it when it was released. And then Angie showed it uh, this weekend. Uh, when she was speaking, but if anybody's listening to this, just go to YouTube and go to the AANA channel and you can see that video. I'm pretty sure that's on YouTube and Twitter and LinkedIn and mm-hmm. Facebook. Yeah, we, we, we've, we've shared that pretty, pretty widely. And I really hope people do look at it. It, it it's, it is a beautiful space uh, that is, it is. Uh, a wonderful place to be able to work. And I think we've done a great job of, of, a modern and 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 well-appointed interior and um yeah. i think it's it's appropriate for the kind of organization we are and, and we'd really like to have people come and visit us and just give us a heads up it'd be great of course i always say this but the archives are also in the same building and uh i know the archives have been a topic of some sensitivity for some in the past and and um i'll tell you as a newcomer to the aana uh the archives I would lose sleep at, at keeping the archives where they were um, because they were they were in a timber framed attic that had had a tremendous amount of effort to keep it safe. Mm. Here we have it in a, a state of the art climate controlled facility that's on our campus. Um, it, things are much safer and better uh, down there, so we're we're very happy about that too. So yeah, yeah if, if you want to come get a tour of the office, just reach out and we'll we'll happily welcome you and 
show you the space and um, have a nice chat. Nice. So how many people are in the office on a daily basis now since some of the workers or all the workers are hybrid? It'll range uh, depending on the day of the week. So different teams are will pull their people in on different days, depending on what their work cycles are and, and, and what their, their team cycles are. Ranging from on a, on a light day, uh, it could be as, as few as, as, as 10 or 15, but on a heavy day, it could be as many as, as 30 or 40. Mm-hmm. And that'll, that'll depend on the day of the month or the day of the week and what you're going to get. Tuesdays and Wednesdays tend to be the days that get the most people because we'll have the most that are coordinating their meetings. And then the rest of the time, a portion of the staff will will have this the hybrid environment, which is almost a requirement, I think, for a modern workforce, particularly if you if you have work that can be done remotely. I don't I don't think anybody is going to get away with not allowing it to be done remotely um, anymore. I think COVID mm-hmm. has broken that, unfortunately. And um, the downside of that is, you know, we well, we have a lot of capacity here, and people aren't in desks as often as I think is when the original design was conceived, but I think that's true of every real estate for office space in, in the country right now. So yeah. so how many employees do we currently have? We usually averaged about 125. We're about 120 right now. Um, we I don't know the exact current number. I think it's, uh, but, uh, but I want to say it's a 120, 122, right, right in that range. So we're, we're about the same. You know, we've had We've had some shifts, uh, but we do have a couple of areas where I think we'll need to expand a little bit mainly just to, to get us through. We have some inertia that we need to overcome. And I think there might be some opportunities for some uh, temporary or permanent additional expansion there, but uh, we'll see. Which is interesting because our membership numbers keep climbing, but yet our backbone is the same. So I would assume that means there's more work on each employee within the AANA. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, particularly in some of we have some divisions. Our insurance division, uh, especially, is, is one that that bears a lot of um, a lot of pressure from that external growth. They've been growing like crazy, and and continued. We actually we just had our best January there as uh, ever too. It, it, it's it's really looking great, um, but uh, there's a lot of work to be done there in terms of uh, sort of modernizing and, and and making it more efficient. And in the short term, there's nothing that that substitutes just straight human effort. And yep. it takes a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other teams. I don't want to. I know we have staff that'll listen to this too. I don't want them to think that, that that we're not thinking of the whole organization. That's just one example. But everybody puts in a tremendous amount of effort. And, and uh, it is interesting for me to know historically that uh, we're actually right about where we've been, even though uh, the numbers have been changing. So. Yeah, well, people are, you know, more efficient, I mean, with computers and technology. And, you know, one of the things I noticed when I was looking at the video that Drew and Angie did was the major Mm -hmm. difference in that facility and the old facility, which was a little more closed off, a little dark. It was a lot of wood. And, you know, this is really, you've got a lot of windows and light and it's really more upbeat. I wonder if the staff has said that as well. Oh, they absolutely have. So um, for for those who haven't watched the video, you'll you'll notice when you do, or if you ever stop by, we have a very open office plan. And there aren't most of the um, offices, well, actually, the, all of the offices, except for mine, mine's the only one that they put on the exterior, all of the uh, senior staff offices are in the interior space. And um, actual workstations are, are pushed out towards the windows. In, in a much more open plan. And those workstations themselves, while they do have some some 
dividers between them. Uh, the dividers are not, they're not very tall. It, it yeah. is a community space. That was controversial. Um, I, I know every organization that's ever contemplated what to do with, with workstations and how high your partitions are has had to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we did too. But the feedback that we've gotten from staff is that it's a, it is a compromise, uh, that you're giving up a little bit of what you might be able to declare as your own personal space for the ability to be part of a group and and when people are in they 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 do see that as as one of the benefits and one of the things that i think um has helped with that not being the issue it is has been you know just the period with the pandemic where everybody was working from home and the fact that now i think there's not many people who come into the office every single day every single week Uh, most people have some mix of in the office and working from home and so they feel less protective about their their workspace when they do come to the office and so that gives them a little bit less investment into it has to be exactly the way it's always been right and that, that i think we've benefited from that so so it's it's really helped and the staff have been um very favorable to how they responded to the new, new space and, and I, I would say that they're, they're quite happy though we try very hard to welcome them in and let them know that this is their space to, to get the work done for the organization As a CRNA, you spend years preparing yourself for this career, so we don't want to see you lose out on any of the income you've worked so hard to earn. The best way to protect yourself and give you the confidence that a major life event won't disrupt your financial future is through disability insurance. We've known disability income specialist Robert Smith for many years and have seen the work he's done with nearly 2,000 CRNAs over multiple decades. He can help identify any gaps in your existing coverage and fill those gaps by finding the best value on a policy. Contact Robert and let him know you heard about him on our podcast. Send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Protect your greatest asset as a CRNA, yourself and your ability to earn a living by adding disability insurance to your financial plan. Well, Bill, while we're talking about staff, can you tell us a little bit about maybe some of the key staffing changes that that have occurred? Staff changes are just a fact of life. They happen in every organization. And and you'll you'll find that those are going to happen around different leadership changes. They tend to have cascading effects. And and some of that is is what we'd expect, and some of it isn't. Some of it is, you know, the things that I'd like to see happen and and um, some are, you know, people who either opt in or opt out of different cultural shifts for good and bad reasons, or they get a better opportunity or whatever. So that's normal. And we've, we've seen, we've seen that here, just like you would expect. Some of the key changes that I you know, do have my fingerprints on though, are, um, you know, actually the first one that, that I did was, uh, we had to hire a new, a new senior HR leader in the organization. We had, uh, uh, right after accepting the position, I learned that the, 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 um, the wonderful lady who had run HR here uh, when when I was going through the hiring process found a better opportunity somewhere else. So we had to very quickly spin up a, a recruitment effort in, in HR. And we're very fortunate. We found um, a, a highly qualified person uh, to come in. Uh, initially, we brought her in as a senior director. I've since made her a chief HR officer for the organization. Uh, that was a position that used to work for the chief operating officer uh, in the senior staff, and now it reports directly to me. I think you know your people investment is is critical. I don't want that to be too far away, and that's that's something I felt very strongly about. And so Anne, who who's, who's filled that role, um, really has helped me do a lot to change 
uh, or to, to actually pay attention to and, and, and identify where we can improve the internal culture. She's also the one that is helping us uh, do a better job of championing DEI internally. Uh, you know, we have DEI as part of our our mission statement, as part of our vision and goals for the organization. But internally, while it's always been there, it's never really kind of had the same level of attention. And and so we're we, we've done more there um, than ever before on DEI, and are actually looking at ways that we could do do even more in the future. Other key areas where you know we created a new position in our advocacy team we had you know obviously lorraine is, is is still with us our chief advocacy officer she's been with the organization for decades and is an institution uh, we all love lorraine but we also i also wanted to have a more senior position inside the dc office specifically to be uh, lorraine's deputy and to be sort of the operational expert on all things advocacy so we brought in uh, Ingrid Lucis, we we were lucky enough to to find somebody with um, exactly the right kind of professional profile that that I was hoping for for this position. Somebody who'd worked in advocacy for decades. She's got over you know all, close to thirty years of experience. Comes from another or nursing organization. She came from the American Nursing Association. Has a lot of familiarity with our issues. So so her learning curve for the organization will be shallower than mine, thankfully. <laughs> and uh, so she settled into our DC office. Uh, earlier in January, and um, is is been a, a, a wonderful addition to the team. Uh, you know, we had we had some great conversations with her at our recent board meeting in Austin, and um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what she brings in the in the long term. So there's going to be more, I'm sure. Um, you know, as I'm looking through the at the organization, the the structure of the staff uh, will need some attention. Uh, the, the, there's some things that that I see. Um, I see different inertial factors that that we'll want to address in time, uh, you know. But we want to also want to, we want this to not be destructive when 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 they happen. We don't want people to get the wrong idea about a staff structure change, and so we, we need. I'm I'm being very careful about the timing and the manner that we we're, we're going to roll out different changes. But but there will be other subtle shifts as we as we move forward. Well, I'm sure that comes with moving forward in yeah. time. It just is. Well, speaking of advocacy, you know, our members named that as their biggest thing that they look to AANA for. And the public health emergency guidelines, everything's set to expire in May. And so what is the AANA doing about supervision? The age-old question. Oh, my goodness. Everything we can. <laughs> um, well, obviously, yes. Uh, the, with the public health emergency being set to expire this May, you know, we had hoped during the pandemic to get the temporary rule to become permanent. And, and we're continuing uh, on that effort. I know our expectation is that Federal agencies across the board and, and Congress will be looking at which which of these waivers um, should stick around. And so we're putting every effort we can into encouraging that that be the outcome, obviously. We, we, we think that, that that was a waiver that, well, uh, for me, is one of the first things that happened once we introduced the public health emergency. Uh, and if you say that all of a sudden, because now it matters, this rule doesn't matter, that tells you how important the rule might right. be. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it tells you a lot about the rule, uh, that yeah. it's the first one you get rid of. Um, and so I would hope that it's an easy sell, but I know it's not going to be. That's we because also, it's political. Of course, as it, everything is political. And But, you know, I think we do have, we've got a couple of years now of, of history of saying, look, you know, 
we lived just fine without this rule. It was not, it was proven to be without value uh, during the pandemic. So um, I think we have a little bit of opportunity here and uh, we'll see, you know, we're gonna, we, we always, we've never let up on this. We're going to keep pressing. Um, of course, we're also supporting the ICANN Act. That's something that, you know, we, we think will help us as well. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that could go in a lot of different directions if we expanded upon PHE. But I think one of the things that um, is really concerning is this recent news that Cigna is lowering the QZ reimbursement. Um, and for those out there who don't know what QZ is, um, Bill, I don't know if you want to explain it, Sharon, you do, or I can. I mean, I can do it to the best of my ability. But basically, my understanding is that is just reimbursement for CRNA only without supervision by an MD. And that's really concerning. What What is the ANA doing, Bill, to kind of help in this fight? Yeah, well, so for those who may not be aware, I mean, what Cigna did, uh, which is similar to what other carriers did, which is reduce QZ billing, CRNA only reimbursements to 85%. And now obviously this is, we, our interpretation is that this is clearly against federal law. So that's been written into the Affordable Care Act and reinforced by the No Surprises Act a couple of years ago. And so what we're doing is, is uh, well, at this point, we unfortunately, without a rulemaking on non-discrimination, we don't, there's, there's no teeth for anybody to go out and say anything specifically um, to Cigna or, or, or the other carriers who have done this. Everybody will have seen that we, you know, we had a bit of a public information campaign and encouragement for members to reach out and express their feelings with Cigna. Uh, that that got a great response. Uh, we also reached out to Cigna to share our, our dissatisfaction with this and encourage them to meet with us so they could discuss it. And, and we've not had a response to that, unfortunately, um, though none was required. We, you know, it was an, an overture that that we felt like we had to make. But once it was clear that Signal was not going to respond and, and we got our response from the, um, we were able to see the response to our, our membership campaign to, to reach out to them. I know other than that, the, the, the best thing that we could do is wait for that rulemaking. And hopefully that gives us some, um, some teeth or, or makes it clear that, that, that carriers will not be able to discriminate in, in their billing moving forward. Rulemaking as far as provider non-discrimination i mean that's been in place for a while but has had no teeth and we've been asking for teeth for what 13 years now something like that well in the no surprises act i believe and i'd have to double check the facts on this but the no surprises act i believe is the most recent time that that, that congress has said thou shalt make a rule um and Mm -hmm. there's a time period for that to happen which uh, we're expecting that in may and when when that comes out, you could you could bet that we're going to be reaching out to members for public comment to to, to okay. share it. And we will obviously be providing some public comment, and we'll be looking for members too, uh, as well to support whatever the position we think is best for for our members and for you know, nurse anesthesiology. So the um, of course right now we don't we don't have any intelligence into what that rulemaking is going to look like, and we'll you know we'll be very quick to look into it and, and digest the information for everybody and share what we can with as, as soon as it does. And you can imagine that whatever we say, we're going to have opposition on this issue. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously. Always in rulemaking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think this is a, from, from my perspective, you know, our, our, the value is clear. They, you know, this is, this is really where we should be putting some effort. 
Exactly. Now, while we're on this track, what's the status of the VA and full practice authority? You know, uh, we thought that was going to be put to bed whenever I was AANA president. And that was 2014 to 2015. And here we are still yeah. going at it. And here we are, you know, and it's ironically, uh, a year ago, we, we launched a new VA campaign. We, we, you know, with the, with the veterans need to care now. And we, the, um, and that I'll share has won an industry award from the association industry for, for its oh, advocacy. Wow. It happened. was very well done. Yeah, we, we were very happy with it. And I think, um, and thank you, you know, it's a, it a great campaign that we will have to bring back to life at some point and, and, and put a little bit more into eventually because the VA issue is one that, as you have learned, it gets kicked down the road yep. <laughs> more and more and more. So what we don't know yet is sort of when the new timing is. I think that the, the most recent information we have is that, you know, we're not within a year at this point. It's going to be, it's still a little bit over the horizon. So we are still advocating for um, the national standards of practice within the, DA, the VA to include CRNAs working to the top of their education and practice. Uh, and that, that's, that's really where we're, we're, we're focused, but we don't know for sure when that's going to happen. I can share that there are, there are ongoing discussions with both the VA and the administration on this issue. Yeah, well, you know, it's been helpful in my mind that Angie Mund is a veteran and a CRNA. And what, over half of our board right now, our board of directors are veterans. Yes. Yeah, we we have a an outstanding representation of veterans on our board right now. And that that's, um, one, it's just great to work with veterans. Uh, well, I'm a veteran, so I, you know, a little yeah. self-serving in that. But, um, you know, there's a certain pride in that that, that I think is, is earned um, for those of us who, who've done it. And I think that that's, that's really valuable when we want to go and have a conversation Absolutely. On, on people who, who make decisions about how veterans receive care. Uh, they know that they're not only speaking with experts in their, in their specialty, but also those who have done this work. And, yes. Um, and, it also, and Dan Setner, you know, on the board yeah. is one of the reasons why we have full practice authority in uh, the Air Force mm -hmm. for CRNA. So she speaks with a lot of passion and, you know, is working really hard on this issue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it also bodes well that, you know, if they're on the board, that you, you don't automatically lose your brain when you come back from being deployed. You can actually still do the same job, right? Amazing. Uh, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I mean, it just, it just bewilders me that it works like that. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. What other key advocacy issues are, are we kind of seeing and what is ANA tracking right now? 
Well, I think the other, I mean, obviously the other big thing that we see um, is just the, the AA bills at the state level uh, on, on a national scale, we have a record number of those. And um, I think without getting too much in the weeds on them, I could, I could share with everybody listening that we of course work with our states and work with our members um, as they come up, we monitor very closely. What we don't want to see is a state, any state adopting any policy that might put patients at risk or any policy that can be overburdensome for our members for without any good counterbalance. So we're working hard on, on making that happen. And, you know, the state, the state landscape changes on a daily or sometimes hourly basis. So, yeah, I think that's it. But the, the other, that's the other big one is just the AA initiative nationwide. So you've not been busy at all, have you? It's been quite boring. No. <laughs> now, I noticed we can see the airplanes behind you taking off. Yes. Uh, that's, a, uh, that's a pretty nice view you've got back there. I have an outstanding view for anybody who's an aviation geek. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I can look right out my window at at tarmac I, I actually my office overlooks the cargo terminal at o'hare oh wow. so it's it's cargo right. terminal yeah well it's it, it it is not itself super exciting but um it's right about dead center in the the, the layout of o'hare so i've got planes that I, when I, no matter which window i'm looking out i see planes landing uh all day long which wow. is kind of cool it's kind of cool. it is yeah it, it is. And, and, you and look so- and you think, how do they stay up in the air? Then <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do as long as I'm on them or anybody else too. Yeah, I'm thinking it's this is this is great until the moment it isn't, and then when it isn't, it's really not. So, <laughs> uh, well, Bill, as we kind of wrap up here, is there anything that uh, that you want to conclude on or get across to to the members and our listeners? Yeah, I, th- I think the. Um, the big thing that I would just like like to say is, is how what a pleasure it is to be here. Uh, you know, it, it's really great to work with CRNAs. Uh, you're, you're a great group of people with dedication and commitment, and you're really fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are that. We are a fun group. Um, we work know, hard, but we play hard too. You, you do work hard and play hard, and I think I think that um, for those who don't who who didn't catch the last episode, I think one of the things that we talked about or the last time I was on, I think we talked a little bit about, you know, why, why did I come to this organization? And I might've shared then uh, something to the effect of, I was looking to get back to uh, people who are, have a more clinical mindset and the ability to make a quick decision and, um, and commit to it. And I've definitely found that that's been true. It's been really rewarding. Um, You know, it's, it's a great organization. I think, I think, you know, I'll continue to ask for a little bit of patience. I'm still learning this specific area of medicine and that's going to take some time. But I feel like we're, you know, we're doing great things. We're, you know, I definitely have enjoyed getting to know everybody that I've gotten to know so far. And I would encourage our members just to reach out. And uh, I have what I like to say is the most difficult email to remember ever. It's just bill at aana.com. So anybody could reach me and I'd encourage them to do so at any point in time about basically anything. And if I can't help you, I will definitely get it to somebody who can. A few people have reached out to me, uh, you know, you get a, two or three month and uh, usually it leads to a really interesting conversation and um, that's to my benefit and theirs i hope well you just wait mid-year assembly is coming up and that is my most favorite meeting that we have in dc 
we have a good time there with our pack event and it's an amazing meeting. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. This will be, so I've gone through three of our four major annual meetings so far and I'm looking forward to mid year. Of course, I'm also, I always like to go to DC. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a great 10. I spent a lot of time there in my life. And um, so it, it feels like a second home in a way, but um, I'm really interested to see what's going to come at this meeting. Cause this, there's a lot of, a lot of hype around this almost, more than some of the others i would say it's all true yeah it is it's all true okay it's all true <laughs> but and, it's an, every day is an education so that's right <laughs> and bill you know i know there was some concern by some members that you you were not a crna mm-hmm. as a ceo and i will tell you um what i've heard up to this point um is that those concerns have fallen by the wayside and Everyone's excited uh, to have someone, uh, I guess, um, we use quotation marks, you and I are outsiders as we're not CRNAs, um, but they're, they're excited to see how an outsider kind of steers this organization um, w- without having been in the, the throes of what a CRNA does on a daily basis. You have more of a global view, and I think that's great. I, I agree. I'm sensitive to the, um, I guess, the skepticism that that was out there. And that's natural. I mean, the organization had a CRNA at the helm for a good long while. And I think going back to the 70s was was my understanding. What And and there's huge strengths in that. And there's also some huge drawbacks. And I think for us, I obviously, as a non-practitioner, I prescribed to the model that the president and the board are are where you get that practice level vision and leadership. And what I bring to the table is an operational excellence and an organizational excellence on how how to actually support that vision and strategy with things that can happen inside the office. And, and, and I support the board. I support the president and the president-elect. And that's um, we'll continue in that path. And I think I think that gives me a certain amount of freedom to be honest on any issue because it, it, I don't have an individual stake on, you know, any of the practice level issues. And so, um, I'm able to come in with a different type of credibility, um, not no credibility, not practice credibility, but, uh, my own objective and reasonable third person credibility. And I think that's, that's helped. And I think people, I hope that people do see that as, as a, a good perspective to have and valuable for the organization. I certainly think that we'll, we'll do great things together. You know, I voted against that. I I was a hard sell. I thought that a CRNA should be sitting in the seat, but you have you have changed my mind, Bill. Well, I, I'm glad to know that <laughs> if I could change your mind, I I hope I have changed others. Yeah, well, I think the other thing, Bill, and this is again just just having met you a few times is you know I appreciate the fact that you're you're very approachable, and uh, you know I think that's always a concern when. You know, you bring someone who's a non-practitioner out maybe from the business side of the world is, are they going to be approachable? And um, I will say that that is is another strong point for you, um, is that you really are there for the members. And I I even watched you at ACDC. uh, Sharon, I did that for you. <laughs> Making uh, fun of me. <laughs> you know, and the, and the way you just, you know, you're very approachable. I mean, it didn't matter who it was, whoever came up and spoke to you. I mean, you you were there and you offered them the time. And I think that's important, especially in a member-driven organization like this. So kudos. Well, thank you. That's, that's great feedback. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Well, Sharon, I think we're going to wrap it up there. I think so. We'll just have to say 
he needs to come back in six more months so that we can see where <laughs> we are we then. track everything. I think it's great. I think it's good yeah. to put it out there and, and let, you know, CRNAs know what's going on. Some that aren't maybe in the mix as much, but, you know, they can listen to the podcast on the way to work and, and get kind of caught up. I think it's great. Absolutely. And students, you know, we have a lot of students that listen to us and they need to learn about this organization so that they remain members after they um, become CRNAs. I think we need to have another whole podcast about that one. I really do. I mean, I think there's some some things we could do, maybe even in, involve the marketing folks in it. You know, Bill, I'm throwing that out there. Yeah, so I'd love to have a an episode where we can bring our marketing team in and talk. Oh, to them. I think yeah. that'd be great. I think it'd be great. Yeah. yeah, and they would do wonderfully. They also love talking to people and are very approachable. So yeah, absolutely. Happy to do it. Well, Bill, we want to thank you for being on today. We know you're a busy guy, and uh, you got to watch all the planes go by and everything. And uh, <laughs> But uh, we want to thank you for being here. We're excited to have you and, and looking forward to see where you drive the organization moving forward. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure, and I look forward to seeing you in about six months. Maybe we hook up again at Congress and there do another go. one there. There you go. Oh, That'd absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Great. All right, Sharon. We want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If they like our show, Sharon, they want to help us grow, what can they do to help us? Well, the best way to help us to grow is to leave us a review, but make it positive. We all know there's way too much negativity in this world. Absolutely. There is. Share us on social media. Tell all your friends. We're in the top 50 medical podcasts in the country on the way to number one, just like we are in the CRNA community, number one podcast for CRNAs. And and by the way, Sharon, if people are out there and they have ideas for the show or they'd like to be on the show, drop us a line. You can email Sharon or myself, and uh, we'd love to have uh, a CRNA doing great things and uh, promote that to the membership as a whole. Yeah, we've gone, we're going to have some new voices on here with us pretty soon coming up. Yeah, More surprises. We're up. full of them. <laughs> Well, you're full of something, but uh, anyway, I digress on that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next time. It's a wrap. Have you thought about what would happen if you weren't able to work for two or three years? You know, on average, 25% of people will file a disability claim, and most of us aren't prepared for that loss of income. Every CRNA needs to protect their biggest asset, yourself and your ability to earn with a disability insurance policy. We recommend contacting Robert Smith, a master disability insurance specialist with more than 30 years of experience and 1,800 CRNA clients to find the coverage that fits you best. The best way to do that is to send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com or call them at 504-394-6557. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs 
buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.